Well, as we know, his stable is swelling by the minute, uh, Joe Pride. Uh, just we'll get an update on all these good horses. We'll start with Think About It, of course. What a preparation he had. Oh, what a year, yeah, 2023, with the Stradbroke, the Everest, Kingsford Smith, list goes on and on, $70,000 buy. Uh, Private Eye was 62.5, of course. Uh, they cold crush, he went through a sale. But Marzu, of course, uh, purchased by Triple Crown, he was $180,000. And he's won seven point seven million. He's now in now in Joe's stable, but he joins us. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Well, that would have was lovely yesterday. You would have probably expected that in the trial at Warwick Farm there, second. Oh, you never expect anything with these good horses when they come back. You just go you just hope and uh, everything had you know, seemed to be um spot on with him, but it, it it sort of definitely brings a smile to your face when you when you see them come out, um, jump well, find a spot, travel easily and then finish off. It's um it's a great sign that, you know, they've come up to you know, where they were last preparation, that's basically all he needs to do. Uh, he doesn't need to improve much of the source. He, he, he probably will have, um, just given he's only had the 13 starts. But he's um, he's come back in terrific order. And you're keen to stretch him out in trip? Yeah, I think we need to. I think we need to. It um, uh, wouldn't be something I'd be wanting to do in the, in the, leave it to the spring because if it backfired in the spring, you know, you miss, miss out on a chance of running in, in an Everest. If it, if it doesn't work for him in the autumn, I can, I can get him back to sprinting in the spring. I think you'll run a mile. I, I, I can't see why he wouldn't. He was very strong in a Stradbroke over over 1,400 metres, and um, it takes a pretty strong horse to win a Stradbroke. So I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought a mile would pose any problems for him. Yeah, well, with Private Eye, you did try him at the extra ground, but you realise he's a sprinter, isn't he? A gun sprinter. Yeah, but he's also won an Epsom. So, you know, it's yep. different, different things that they can do at different parts of their career. Um, and, uh, you know... I'm I'm uh, I'm hopeful that in in the latter phase of well, it's not even the latter phase the middle stage is really for to think about it, that he can um, that he can stretch his speed out beyond sprint trips and um, he's certainly bred to do that uh, but we'll find out in uh, in due course. All right, well, there's a lot of pre-post betting going on. I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know his program that we're going to see him, you know, during the autumn period. Can you just take us through that at this stage? Think yeah. about it. Well, we've got feature noms this morning. And I've nominated him for the T, for the T.J. Smith, the Doncaster, and the Queen Elizabeth. And the reason he's nominated for a T.J. Smith is because something went wrong, and you can never count on these things. But if it was a setback, and, and he missed some racing, he could, he'd be freshened up. But the aim is to get him to the Doncaster. So at this stage, he'll be going to the um, uh, Canterbury Stakes first up, the Ryder second up, and the Doncaster third up. That's Plan A. It's Canterbury Stakes, how far off are we? Thirteen hundred metres on the 9th of March. Another trial before that? Another trial on the 26th, yes. Just his last run, he just, was it just a case of coming to the end of his prep? He just he was brave, but just was he a bit flat behind Ballinepertina, his last run after the Everest win? Yeah, look, I mean, you, you highlighted something there earlier and it, when you were talking about it, how big a year it had been for him. He'd done so much racing throughout the year and, you know, he'd been up to Queensland. He started off in January. He was racing here at Warwick Farm and, you know, it was a big ask for him to sort of still be kicking at the end of, um, into November there and, he still ran well, um, but I'd suggest yes. I mean, he's he's, um, he's run one low seven um, in the in the in the Everest, and and yeah, has to take something out of a horse. It just has to, and uh, it was there to be seen in the, in that um, in that last race, which it wasn't our aim. It would have been a, a, a massive cherry on top, but it wasn't our main aim, and he he just didn't run up to his best. Do you still get a bonus out of that being placed coming off the Everest? Yes. Yeah, because he got picked up other points. I think he uh, he might have got another seven hundred and fifty thousand or something wow. like that. There's nothing, to, nothing to sneeze at. That's a um, that's a group one in itself. Yeah, gee, it's extraordinary. I know we mentioned seventy thousand, but he's now it's it, that's morphed into twelve million already with a lot more to come. 
Yeah, no, we we hope so, Steve. So yeah. um, he, he's a, he's an he's an amazing horse and very exciting. And the journey for the owners has just been um, been something they'll probably never experience again in their life. Rating wise, Doncaster weight. Yeah, I'd, look, it's a bit disappointing. I I don't know. I'm not a handicapper, and the handicappers when you ring them up, you sort of say to you, you know, look, you do your job, I'll do mine. But he he's got the same rating as Mr. Brightside, and I I I, I struggle as a as a uh, as a judge and, and horse and racing enthusiast to work out how he would carry the same weight as Mr. Brightside when Mr. Brightside's won 10 or 11 group ones. But um, my horse is a very good horse. They seem to rate horses on potential and get them up there very early and um, and then just sort of stop them when they get to a certain point. But um, yeah, when, when if we met in the Doncast, I'd like to think we'd get a couple of kilos off him, but I don't think off the current ratings, they won't. he won't. So, so what are we thinking? Oh, uh, 58. Mm. Okay. 58. Yeah, good horse's weight. Yeah, not, it is. Not, not going to make it an easy assignment for him, but um, I would just hope on the day it's not one of those Doncasters run on a heavy track because I'd probably sit, think twice about running if it was. Um, he's never actually been on a proper wet track, this horse. Well, so you think. I think he would handle it, but it's. I don't know if I want to find out with, 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 you know, potentially a top weight in a Doncaster if he can handle heavy. So, so what would a plan B be at this stage? Oh, I don't maybe, maybe a uh, maybe the the all age. Oh, I've just got to have a think about all that. It's, it's, it's mm. more about more about getting his preparation started and, and feeling out along the way. And he, yeah, he will need to be strong in those first couple of runs for us to progress towards the Doncaster. But um, very happy with him at this stage. No, potentially he could end up in a Queen Elizabeth. So. Um, you know, I'm I'm um, I'm open-minded, and um, I know this horse. We've had this horse from day one, and I know his um, his habits and and the way he thinks. And we'll just um, we'll be guided by what he what he's um, how he's coping with his workload. Okay, would it be too much to ask to go the Doomed Cup or something like that? Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, if he if he was to run really well on a Doncaster and a and a Queen Elizabeth, well, I, I you know the race I want to win most in my life is, is the Cox Plate and I have my eyes firmly set on that and you know, I don't think that, you know I couldn't put my hand on my heart and say that the Doombin Cup's the, the right lead up for him to be there in you know in October in a Cox Plate so um, let's let's just see let's just see mm. I like Private Eye last start in that winner's race at Ballinipatina one of course the race we just spoke about think about it was third I've never been on a horse where I thought at the 200 he was going to win by a margin <laughs> I just thought he was yeah. a certain in that position, given the run that he had and how strong he was at the end. Yeah. I don't know how it's, she beat him, but anyway. It's a race I really want to forget because it was a race that I don't know if I've ever gone into a race. I'm sure I've gone into maidens and that's confident, but it, it felt like it was just my race to lose. And it's a dangerous situation at times because um, they're flesh and blood and they get beaten. And, you know, I, I, I'm a bit the same. It was just, it just looked like it was all over at the 150 and, and he managed to he managed to get beat, which was... Um, he uh, he's a horse. He's a very good chaser, and once he gets there, sometimes he can have a, a little bit of a, a look around. So um, he probably did something similar in the in the Everest uh, when Giga Kick beat him. But um, uh, very happy with him. He he goes into Saturday in, in tip top shape, and and he's he's a very good horse down the straight. Um, looking forward to the looking forward to the Lightning. Um, a lot of people questioning whether or not a thousand metres is right distance. Well, um, you know, I, I think he's just a class a class sprinter, and class sprinters. You know, win at any distance, any sprint trip. So, particularly where there's a query over Imperatriz in a recent trial and so on. Not saying she can't win, but oh, I'm saying there's yeah, a... I, I don't want to second guess yeah. what happened there. I, you know, I'm, I'm trusting the team are taking a horse to the races that's that's in great shape. Um, 
you know, uh, it, it, like I said earlier, was think about it. They're, 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 you just hope they come up each preparation, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. You know, so um, yeah, I wish them all, all, all the luck. I think it'll, it should be a great race between the two horses, and I think you know we've all been waiting for her to clash with her another top-class horse, and we get that on Saturday. One that stands out for me, of course, when he won the Gilgai fresh up down the straight. He was absolutely brilliant that day, and sectionally he was outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah, he won by a margin. Yeah, he's done that a few times fresh. He's a, he's a very good horse on on that fresh side. So, um, uh, yeah, Saturday's, um, Saturday's very exciting, and I'll, I'll definitely be at Flemington to um, to watch him. New market fresh last year. What was what did you make of that behind in secret? He ran fourth. No, he's disappointing. He's disappointing. You know, and albeit under a top weight, and I think he gave in secret maybe six or seven kilos, but he was disappointing. But he, he did pull up with, uh, with an issue with his knee after it. So um, I, I'm totally prepared to forgive him for the run. And it's still, yeah, that's the difference between a good horse and a bad horse. He still ran for um, But he, he wasn't at his best that time. All right, but he's in great order at the moment. Jockey for him, this preparation? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, not for this preparation, but for Saturday, it's going to be Blake Shin. Blake Shin, and then Nash goes on? or More, more than likely, depending on where, where, where we run. If he went back for a new market, um, there, there might, might be a change. But look, it's, these jockeys have got to make some pretty big decisions at this time of year, and the meetings all clash with Sydney and Melbourne, so um, there's no guarantee. And throwing suspensions and, and alike and injuries, you, you just um, you take one run at a time. He had 58 in the new market last year, so what sort of weight would he get there if he did go that way? Oh, I think he's got to be on about the same. I don't think anything's happened between now and then that should change his weight for that. Um, it'll be about the same, and it's a, it's a fair ask. Um, but I'm, uh, once again, open-minded about where I go with him. So. Okay, so what's his path look like beyond that if he go the new market? It, 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 honestly, there is, there is no path. I'd, okay. like to, I'd like to run him in a TJ. I haven't ruled out Queensland. He's a horse who doesn't like wet tracks. We'll be avoiding them. I want to run him as often as I can because he's a horse, you know. Um, to be fair to him, he's you know, getting to the twilight of his career. He's coping really well. He's never looked better. But, you know, he's not like he's got another three seasons left, you know. It might be one or two seasons we want to make the most of that. He's a six-year-old, of course, by Omaha. And just with Marzu, what do you look at with him? Obviously, you're chasing wet tracks with him, are you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like what I saw yesterday, though, um, I think key... Um, the key thing I saw yesterday was his um, his willingness to be part of the contest, and he jumped out and put himself right there, which to me shows shows us that he's got his mind uh, in the right place and very very well performed sprinter. Um, challenge stakes into a galaxy is looking like our path at the moment, and um, if we can get a wet track along the way, that will really help him because he's. Um, on a wet track, he's there with the best sprinters in Australia. There's Again, no doubt about that. he's going to get a bit of weight in the galaxy too, isn't he? Yeah, it's the price you pay for being a well-performed horse, isn't mm. it? And the Stones have done a fantastic job with him up to this point. And it's my job now to, to take over. He's in a new environment. He seems happy here. Um, so hopefully we can uh, continue on their good work. And obviously Brisbane will be there somewhere in the mix. Brisbane's definitely in the mix for him, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, he's won a 10,000 before. And, you know, you'd think a, a race like the 10,000 would be very much... Um, uh, within his capabilities again. And Cole Crusher? Yeah, look, he's, he's unfortunate yesterday. He, he, he likes to have a kick out in the gates, and um, he did it again yesterday, and he actually had his foot stuck there when they jumped. If you watch the video, you can see he comes out quite awkwardly. Um, from there, it was no use Jay driving him, and he just sort of um, followed the field around. He said he felt good, so he's pulled up well. He's fine. He'll go to Saturday into the expressway, and He's a horse, as we've seen in the past. He improves as he gets a bit of racing into him and 
when he gets his blinkers back on him, he's, he's quite uh, he's quite lethal. Yeah, he'll just keep targeting that hunter every year, won't you, in November? I think so. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's no reason why he um, he couldn't be there again this year. But you now this he's a tough horse, and um, he's getting a little bit tricky at a place now, um, given where his um, benchmark sits. But he's um, he's a he's a good horse on his day, and he's a um, very special horse for us. You got a win out of City of Lights, of course. Uh, she's won two, but you got a win out of her since you took her over. She trolled yesterday. The sister to Winks. What did you make of it? Yeah, yeah, I like her. I, I got a lot of time for her. I think she's a mare who, being by deep impact, um, you know, forget she's Winks's sister. That doesn't really matter to her. But being by deep impact is a, is a mare that's going to be able to run a run a strong two thousand metres and maybe beyond. And that's the way she's been trialling. But she's a horse to follow. I've got a lot of time for her. I think she's a beautiful mare and um, very light, lightly raced early on in her career. Um, I can see her going through the grades. Did you watch her sister trial last week for Michael Freeman, Wings of Desire? No, I didn't, no. Mm. All right, well, she's by Pride of Devi from Vegas, showgirl. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, anything else there we can follow? Well, there's a heap of horses, obviously, but uh, Estadio Mastale, you've done a good job with him from another stable? Yeah, yeah, he's come back and... Um, you know, obviously, last start winner. He's in again on Saturday. Um, yeah, look, we had a good set of trials there yesterday. I trialed 20 horses, and um, there's, um, there's some just some nice horses there. Got a group of three year olds. Oh, look, it's a. Even had a two year old that won a trial, did you, yesterday before? Yeah, well. yeah, I just had a Magic Means horse mm. called Matro. And, um, yeah, I haven't had a two year old winner for two years now. So You don't uh, have many runners. Have, he might have to break the drought. No, no, it's not. It's, it's a badge of honour for me, Steve. I'm not, I'm not saying it like it's a. <laughs> It's a knock. Um, mm. No, I just I, wanted to I point it to our listeners, you know, that you, when you said you hadn't won one, I said, well, you haven't had that many runners. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's funny. I hear all the time that I can't, I, I can't train two-year-olds, but I don't race them too often. And I think it's an important part of the, our, our, the, the fabric of our stable is to uh, let horses mature before they're tested out. And if we get a two-year-old that's up and running, we're not afraid to take it to the races. But if not, more than happy just to wait on them and let them mature up a bit more and hopefully have them running around um, as some of the horses we've just been discussing earlier as six, seven, you know, and eight-year-olds. I'm a bit worried that you're going to turn into one of these power stables in about three seasons' time. You're going to have four stables all around the country, over a 1,000 horses. You don't have to worry about that at all. I can, I can promise you that... <laughs> but the, is this the, the most you've ever had in work at any time right now, for horses no. on the books? No. No, really? Not at all. No, I think I've got. I think I've got a, a, a hundred there, okay. and I have, I have. Uh, what did I work this morning? Fifty-four horses, which you know, in today's standards is a what you call a medium-sized stable. Um, I think it's exaggerated um, when people look at the premiership and they see where we sit on it and and how many runners we have. It looks like possibly we have more horses, but it's more just the fact that uh, because I don't race those young horses. My horses are mature, and they get a they get a lot of racing out of each preparation, and it just puts more runners on the track for us than than most stables our size. But um, I, I like my model; it works well for us, and I'm not uh, I'm not looking to change it. It's been tough because I've been offered a lot of horses lately, and unfortunately had to, to knock a few of those back. But um, I'm very keen to maintain um, the standards that we've set and not risk that by taking on a lot of horses. Yeah, well, there you are, right at the near the top of the Premiership table, Metro at the moment. Yeah, it's good, and, and, and yeah, as I said, we want to stay there. And it's not easy because with this amount of horses, you run the risk of, of not having a, a strong team at different times, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's very much a cycle. Um, at the moment, we're at, right at the peak of our cycle, and we've got a lot of good horses, and um, just want to uh, just want to maintain that.
I'm thinking B Pride in the form guide in two seasons. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about two seasons. Uh, um, next year? This Stephen, season? I want to let him... Next you know, he's, he's only just turned 18, Stephen. I want to let him be a, uh, a young a young man without too much pressure on his shoulders before he gets thrust into the... But he's already got a lot of... Um, of a lot of the, the limelight on him, and he handles it really well. But he's um, bear in mind he's 18 years old. He's only a kid, and I want to let him enjoy that period without uh, the pressure. It's a tough job, this, and it's, don't get me wrong. You know, we're we're training racehorses and we're it's people's hobbies, but um, it's a job that comes with a lot of pressure attached and a lot of different uh, aspects that we need to be across. You know, whether that's sales, dealing with owners, and I, as I said, I don't want to expose him to that too early. He's, um, He's a great kid, and I, I just want to let him enjoy um, enjoy these early years. And um, just as we wrap up, what are your superstitions again? My superstitions. What do you carry uh, with you to the races? Yeah, I've I've just got spots that I like to watch races. Um, but look, I'm 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 dropping off on my superstitions as I get older. I'm working out that it's, I'm going more by the theory: the harder you work, the, the luckier you get. Um, so I just think it's a matter of just doing your job properly, and the rest will follow. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Good luck. You're going to be in for another huge autumn carnival, hopefully, and we see you in Brizzy again, hopefully. Hope so, don't forget where it all started for you. The Group 1, Red Oog, don't yes, forget no, it. that's right. That's right. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Thank thanks. you. There is Joe Pride giving us an update, and all these stable stars, plenty of them.